How do you say that from uh, Encino Man? I don't know Spanish well enough. The cheese is old and moldy. Where is the bathroom? So that would be, I don't know the cheese is old and moldy. I know the word queso is in there somewhere. But where is the bathroom is, uh, what, donde esta el baño? I can say that. Hey everybody, welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, Prevail Guitar Works, and Asylum817.com. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world. And based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media, people have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives and with the climate things are in. No Disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, and have a little fun. Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So, crazy weather, yay? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been madness. I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is fancy. Uh, I work in insurance. Yeah, insurance claims. Property and auto. I've heard your horror stories. A lot of them. And trust me, there are some horror stories. People are going through a lot right now. Don't get out, okay? <laughs> Unless you have to. It's not time to go joyriding and shit. Just uh, be safe out there. Texas, awfully sorry this has happened. You guys aren't prepared for this at all. I know you're not. That's why it's so gnarly over there. Just everybody stay safe. Be be smart, okay? <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's see what we got here. I am on uh, UPI, which has my favorite acronym, acronym the urinepurificationinstrument.com. And what do I see? Late businessman's dog inherit, inherits $5 million. <laughs> That's awesome. A Tennessee dog is living the comfortable life after inheriting $5 million from her late owner, who stipulated in his will that his money should go to his pet. Lulu, 8-year-old Border Collie, was named in the will of owner Bill Doris, a Nashville businessman who died late last year at age 84. Marsha Burton, 88, a neighbor who often cared for Lulu while Doris was away, was named as the canine's caretaker in Doris's will, which states Burton will be reimbursed for reasonable monthly expenses. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't really see the weirdness here. I mean, I know it's an odd story and everything, even though uh, you know she was a good doggy. That's, that's, you know, that's good, right? Uh, but, you know, a lot of rich people do this. This isn't as uncommon as you think it is. These rich people, right, look at their kids. They're always a mess. <laughs> you know, always. Their family has been hanging out, you know, uh, trying to get money off a of said person. Uh, that's how the family is, bickering and arguing as to who gets the estate and all that shit. This happens a lot. It's... Um, it's more of a legal thing than you think. Rich people leaving money to their pets. Because their, their family is so screwed up, they don't want them to have it. <laughs> I don't blame him. Maybe she was like the best dog ever. You don't know. Don't judge until you know. Hmm? Mm. Ah, Got me my carfies this morning. Coffee. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Another, <laughs> another Zoom mishap. Oh, I love this. 
Boomers, thank you so much. During this pandemic and everything going on right now, um, I, I, I didn't know that it was you and your generation that would provide me with so much entertainment during this pandemic. <laughs> the Boomers versus Zoom, giving no disclosure uh, more material than they know what to do with. February 11th, the Minnesota congressman drew laughter from colleagues in comparisons to a recent viral video when he found himself unable to turn off a Zoom filter that made him appear upside down in a committee meeting. I got to see this. Representative Tom Emmer, R. whatever, was participating in a Wednesday meeting of the House Committee of Financial Services meeting via Zoom when colleagues pointed out that his image was appearing upside down with a weird meme kind of background. <laughs> I got to see this. Chairwoman Representative Maxine Waters of California interrupted Emmer as he was talking about job security during the pandemic to ask if he was okay. You're upside down, Tom. Blah, blah, blah. I don't need a play-by-play, -play, a script of what they said. Um, Emmer seems to have a much better sense of humor than the lawyer guy we talked about last week. Emmer was eventually able to correct the problem. He later poked fun at the situation on Twitter, stating, I am not a cat. <laughs> you know, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. You know that you're a completely inept, you know, with computers and, you know, <laughs> that you're completely fucked on Zoom. When another guy who fucked up on Zoom is making fun of your ass on Twitter. I got to see this. Obviously. Today's gig economy sprung out loud. from the uh, last recession. It offers a job to anyone who wants. <laughs> During COVID-19, we must make sure that our nation's sole proprietors... This is awesome. Cassie, look at this. ...receive timely... Would you suspend... Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Mr. Emmer? Oh yes. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? You're upside down, Tom. I, I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> and Maxine Waters, you know, that's hilarious. And everybody knows, especially if you're from California, Maxine Waters, I'm not going to make fun of her too much. Tragically, she was born without a personality. And I think it's hilarious. You know, when something like this happens, when someone walks into her world suddenly naked and covered in Cheetos, I love to see how somebody with no personality reacts. <laughs> that That's a funny one. Uh, that's cool. Thank you, baby boomers. And uh, Zoom. It's, it's uh, turned into a recipe for uh, true comedy. I love it. What's this? Uh, from the Huffle Puffleton. Hello, Huffle Puffleton. It's nice to see you again. New Zealand sentences a cactus smuggler. Oh, I saw this one. This is the one I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, okay, listen. <laughs> what is up with this fucking mic stand? Okay, there we go. It keeps, like, slipping. <laughs> Damn it. Haven't I bought enough shit? Uh, New Zealand sentences cactus smuggler caught with 947 plants uh, strapped to her body. That's a prickly situation. <laughs> dun -dun 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 -dun. I am a dad, so I'm allowed to do it. New Zealand authorities have sentenced a woman who tried to, uh, in 2019 to smuggle nearly 1,000 cacti. Thank you, Huffington Post, for saying cacti and the cactus in the plural correctly. And succulents into the country strapped to her body. I don't want to know where she put the cacti. The woman, Wenjing Lee, 38, 
pleaded guilty to violating biosecurity laws after she was caught twice with plants and seeds at Auckland International Airport. While returning home to the city uh, from China, New Zealand's Ministry for Primary Industries said in a statement on Wednesday, that is a hell of a lot of cacti. Uh, I could make a joke right now. You guys need to Google the shape of some of this cacti and draw your own conclusions. <laughs> we all know uh, what grows out of cacti, yeah, cacti yes? Okay. That's... Uh, I, I, I looked this up. I mean, apparently, uh, cacti smuggling is a thing. <laughs> it is. Uh, there's a, there's money in it, I guess. It's a thing. There is a black market for cacti. And uh, I strapping cacti to your body, uh, th this is a lot. That's, yeah, uh, th that had to be not very comfortable at all. Uh, she... <laughs> She strapped stockings containing 947 succulents and cacti valued at over 10 grand. Damn. I'm in the wrong line of work. To her body and attempted to bring them into the country. The cacti included eight endangered and threatened species. Awesome. She tried to dispose of the items in the airport toilets. That's a great place to put endangered fucking species. And attracting the attention of a detector dog. In a separate incident on July 23rd, 2019, Lee was found in possession of 142 seeds hidden in packaged iPad covers and her luggage. She was also carrying plant pots and ornaments, which were found to contain a snail and pieces of tree fern. They were wrapped in moldy, wet paper, also a potential source of disease. So, yeah, I guess the reason I clicked on that is because um, I'm a child and uh, I was thinking of certain things. Okay, listen, I, I read an article about woman smuggling cacti, and then I look at the... Come on. <laughs> Man, there are times I want to go so much further with shit, and I can't because I'm tired of phone calls. <laughs> I, have a, I have people who, uh, you know, quote-unquote, sponsor this show, okay? No, I don't have a boss. I do whatever the hell I want, period. But in order to... <laughs> In order to make this show the best it can be, I do have to kiss a little booty, okay? I, I want to... Man, there are times that I just want to go so much further. Oh, here we go. She's back. Gorilla Glue Girl, Tessica Brown, returns home. Wears a sweatshirt with her own face on it. She launched a clothing line. Perfect. With posts on social media saying, Feeling blessed. And is already making a small, small fortune. Oh, I bet she is. The Gorilla Glue dumbass wants to stick around in the public eye. Apparently, she has an agent now as well. See, this is... Man, this is... Uh, uh, this is why we need to ban TikTok. Because TikTok is only, is only three things. I mean, that's it. TikTok is either dumbass people doing dumbass shit, getting companies in trouble, and just being stupid. It's uh, either that or people telling dumbass kids not to be dumbasses. Or three... People teaching dumbass kids how to cook and cool recipes and stuff. And, you know, and so they have something to do instead of going out there and being a dumbass. TikTok doesn't need to exist anymore. <laughs> Look, this, this girl is famous now. Look how fucked up that is. Okay, just examine this for a minute. This idiot can't tell the difference between got to be glued and gorilla glue. And then she uh, doesn't realize this until days after. Well, she basically made herself a hair helmet 
She could deflect an asteroid, as I said. And then, uh, you know, she a doctor does it for her for free. She complains about the procedure. <laughs> what is What was her complaint about it, Cassie? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's some dumbass thing. Complains about the procedure. Like, it, it was a... He didn't do it wrong. It was just a cosmetic thing, you know. And then... Um, Gets herself an agent, launches a clothing line with her stupid face on it. <laughs> this is this is fucked up. That the people getting famous for stuff like this, and now you have copycats. Yes, I saw a video of some other creature uh, doing the same thing, putting gorilla glue in her hair. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, now that we know that this is on purpose, because this first one, I, I really do think that Tessica Brown is this stupid. But now, you know, with this other video, we know it's on purpose. And guess what happens? I'm like, okay, this person's not going to make a dime. Still happen. This person's going viral. They, you know, are represented now. I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? People putting Gorilla Glue in their fucking hair. Ugh. Why can't people be recognized for, like, you know, talents and stuff? <laughs> it's just the, the, whole, uh, the whole culture of TikTok just pisses me off. Snaps from Saturday show a casually, I mean, the, the culture of, you know, fame for no reason in this fucking country really pisses me off as a whole. I mean, just people, uh, these are people that used to be, you know, um, like, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? These are people that used to be exiled from their villages because the other people who lived in said village thought they were possessed by the devil, okay? <laughs> and now we're making them famous. Snaps from Saturday show a casually dressed brown, 40, strolling in her hometown of Violet after uh, returning from getting her glued locks freed for fucking free by a plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, no less. She kept her now famous hair covered, but her face is, oh, I don't give a damn what it looks like. Here we go. Now, if you want your own, your very own, Gorilla Glue Chick shirts, for $28 fucking dollars, $50 sweatshirt and $45 sweatpants. You'll have to pay $123 to get a full outfit cementing her viral fame. The clothing range includes outfits with a photo from her TikTok videos of her holder holding her then locked solid hair and the words bonded for life. Okay, you know what? Well, shit like this, I mean, I'm giving her attention, right? Even though I'm reporting on how ridiculously stupid this entire situation was. I'm still I'm still feeding into it. I mean, I'm talking about it, right? That's the dumbest shit. Oh my god. And now she's going to be famous. Hopefully her 15 minutes of fame is going to be more like 10 or 12. She needs to go away. <laughs> she just needs to go away. <sighs> North Carolina firefighters dispatched to restaurant discover it's not on fire. It's just making 10,000 wings. <laughs> Ronnie's Pizza, is it that cold outside? Ronnie's Pizza was simply preparing a massive order of fiery hot buffalo wings ahead of the Super Bowl. Where there's smoke, there might not always be fire, but some rather fiery hot buffalo wings. Firefighters reporting to a call about a fire at a restaurant on Saturday night discovered that the smoke reported by a passerby wasn't the result of a fire, but rather 10,000 chicken wings at the eatery staff was preparing for the orders the next day, <laughs> workers at Ronnie's Pizza in Clemens, North Carolina, told Fox 8 in Greenboro that a motorist called the fire department after it really does look like it's on fire. <laughs> I, I would have. I mean, that's not entirely stupid. I would have called the cops. 
Kind of funny, though, that the cops get there and uh, they're treated to 10,000 buffalo wings. Contrary to what's spreading across Facebook, we did not have a fire at Ronnie's. This is from them. We did have an unexpected visit from the Louisville and Clemens Fire Department. This is from the restaurant. They made sure all was well. We fed them and got a few laughs and a great picture. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, it's neat to see that they had a, they had a sense of humor about it. That's funny. I like the picture. That's cool. And they got some food out of the deal. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. You treat our first responders, damn it. Even if it's not an emergency. They still got out there and tried to save your restaurant from the evil burning chicken. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, have you guys seen this on Facebook? This is, this is fucking gold, okay? Sheriff's office. Now, listen, this is in Nash Nashville. Oh, stupid pop-ups. Damn it. Nashville, North Carolina. A North Carolina sheriff's office is giving people a chance on Valentine's Day weekend, which has passed. This is a little old, but I love it. Listen to this. This is awesome. They're giving a chance to show their former lovers they're still wanted by turning them in if they have outstanding warrants. Now, this gets creative. Check this out. I love this kind of shit. Nashville County Sheriff's Office is offering what it's called a Valentine's Day weekend special, which it described as a special too sweet to pass up. The offer, posted on its Facebook page, includes what the Sheriff's Office described as a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur, and a one-night minimum stay in our luxurious five-star accommodations. <laughs> it tops the offer with a special trade Valentine's dinner. Operators are standing by, says the post at the end, which includes a picture of a rose next to a set of handcuffs. <laughs> that is creative. I love that. When police departments do stuff like this, it really makes me happy. <laughs> because, you know, they're always so kind of overstuffing and dead serious and all this stuff. I love it when they think outside the box and do shit like this. Some reactions of the post praise the idea is brilliant and hilarious. And one person suggested, whoever came up with the idea deserves a raise. I agree. <laughs> the News and Observer of Raleigh reports others did not find it funny. Oh, give me a break. Nothing is like making a joke about people's freedom, one commenter posted. <laughs> yeah, this isn't funny. It's hilarious. Grow up. Mmm. <laughs> Coffee. I like how uh, if you go on YouTube, right... And look up any hard and fast rule about how to make a podcast successful, you know. They talk about if you have to sneeze or fart or belch, you know, go ahead and do a cut. And then put a nice, like, uh, crossfade on there when you go, you know, to record again. Uh, take care of the ums and the uhs. Stuff like that. Don't talk to people around the mic. I mean, we just break every fucking rule there is. Because <laughs> I enjoy doing this. I don't give a shit. And I just hit the mic stand again. That I don't mean to do. Uh, have you guys heard? <laughs> have you guys heard about the bird? A bird is the word. Okay, there we go. I was waiting for the damn page to load. Policia. Dogs might detect COVID nineteen better than current tests. Review suggests. Yes, I fucking love science. Dogs' noses are incredible. True. From bombs and illegal substances to cancer and other serious diseases. The evidence is mounting that dogs can actually sniff out more than just treats under the table and working out how they can be utilized in medicinal therapies could have a huge impact on health. Now in their constant pursuit to be everyone's best friend, doggies might be able to help fight COVID-19. Wow. 
According to a new review paper, multiple studies suggest that dogs, doges, gee whiz, may be better at testing for COVID-19 than even current PCR tests. Scent detection dogs could uh, readily could be readily deployed to hospitals for rapid testing with minimal effort. Blah blah blah. So yeah, um, our best friend, the doggo, might be able to sniff out colon can- colon cancer as well as uh, COVID. That's pretty amazing. What the fuck is going on with that cat? Oh my god, he better be fucking dying. Hey, you you guys hear him back there? He sounds like. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. You ever see like those uh, those old cartoons like from the forties when the kid ties the tin cans to the cat's tail? Oh no no no, not that. I'm talking about the the old cartoons like where the the cat is drawn up like uh, Frankie Valley or some kind of big shot singer, you know, and they're on the top of the fence going oh, meow meow meow. And then the female cat is leaning out her window like, oh, yeah, got to get me some of that, you know. That's what he's doing. Who are you trying to sing to? It's weird. He sounds like he's uh, trying to cough up another cat. It's <laughs> Damn. Doesn't say shit all day. Cats, man. I wasn't a cat person until I got wasabi. I wasn't. I wasn't a cat person. was totally indifferent to getting a cat. And you know what happens is the person who's the most indifferent to getting said pet, that's the one that the pet loves more than anybody. That's how it ends up. Now I'm a cat guy. I understand the whole cat thing. I made fun of it before, even on this podcast. You fucking hear him? It just won't stop. And uh, (laughs) I ended up being the cat person, right? And uh, I, I've realized that cats really are smarter than dogs. They do a lot of shit for no fucking reason. Get him out of here. They do a lot of shit for no, for no reason. They, they do, I'm, I'm like, on purpose. He does this on purpose. Doesn't say shit all day. Soon as I hit record, man. Soon as I hit record. He starts singing the grease theme in meow language. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, what else we got here? A skin... Uh, I, I really... Okay, I'm not going to read this because the kids are here. But there's something I want you to go out and look up, okay? <laughs> okay, listen. Um, I don't even know how to explain this. A skin graft was used to repair a girl's finger. She uh, had to have a skin graft uh, you know, put on her finger due to you know, some kind of injury or whatever. When she hit puberty, something started happening. And I want you to look it up. It's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting read. You could probably imagine. And it completely freaked me out because you can deduce where they took said skin from. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> you know, certain things happen when you hit that age, right, ladies? Men, we know. But then... Did they have to take the skin from there? I mean, obviously, these people are doctors. I'm not. So they had to have known that some shenanigans were, you know, going to happen there. Or at least there was the potential for it. Uh, why are we taking... <laughs> why are we taking skin from that area and doing skin grafts out of it? Why? <laughs> Look up the story. It's fantastic. Um, Let's see. Do, 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 do. 
Okay, when when I say let's remove the cat from the room, that means let's put cat in another room. <laughs> I'm yeah. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, you're about to have a pet cat in heaven there, buddy. I'm about to send you some fucking company. I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's okay. Well, when the cat does his fucking podcast, then I'll bug him. Anyway, the, the uh, monolith that was in Turkey, remember that one? Well, we found out that it's actually a gimmick by the Turkish government. Yeah, unfortunate. I guess we're going to see this a lot now. Because, you know, the monolith thing was legitimately mysterious. We had no idea where these things were coming from. Now we have, you know, Turkey and governments, you know, that are going to start playing this up. Yeah, unfortunately, the one in Turkey we can totally explain. A metal monolith that mysteriously uh, appeared and disappeared on a field in southeast Turkey actually turned out to be a publicity gimmick before a uh, government event Tuesday during which Turkish president, not even going to attempt that, announced a space program for the country. The three-meter-high, about 10-foot-high metal slab bearing an ancient Turkish script. Turkic? Turkic? Is that how you say it? I want to say Turkish, but it says T-U-R-K-I-C. Turkic? Whatever. It was found Friday by a farmer in Name Province. <laughs> Why am I reading this? I can't. I can barely speak. I'm barely a sentient being most of the time. I can't pronounce Turkish stuff. It was discovered near the UNESCO World Heritage Site of a, a Name which is home to megalithic structures dating to the 10th millennium B.C., thousands of years, actually, before Stonehenge. However, the shiny structure that bore the inscription, look at the sky, you will see the moon, in the ancient Turkic alphabet, was reported gone Tuesday morning, adding to the mystery. An image of the monolith was later projected on a screen as uh, presented Turkey's... Oh, so it was... Uh, uh, yeah, it was a publicity stunt by the Turkish uh, space program. Unfortunate. I guess we're going to start seeing more and more of that. So, uh, I guess my days of uh, reporting on the monoliths is kind of numbered <laughs> because uh, we're going to start, you know, that's going to turn into a publicity stunt thing. But it still freaks me out, right? It's like, uh, how did this start happening? What is up with the monolith thing? Uh, there is a part of me that still thinks it's some really big, elaborate prank. But then again, man, it really is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This I've been wanting to see. I'm glad it popped up. This is from Audi. Audi, 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 Audi. O-D-D-E-E dot -E com. Never heard of it. Man builds functioning guitar out of, out of his uncle's skeleton. I didn't think this was legit, but it looks like it is. Some people might be born to rock, but a true rocker doesn't even let that stand in their way, apparently. Uh, mm. Now we know that heavy metal is no stranger to the macabre. Horror, the occult, blood, gore, mutilated corpses, cannibal corpse, corpse grinders, neck, and hell and all its minions are mainstays in both the lyrics and imagery of practically every hard rockin' band. Usually the onslaught of terror stays in the realm of fantasy, right? But most heavy metal groups use fake props to create their gruesome images. Except this guy. <laughs> Tampa, Florida-based guitarist Prince Midnight, cool name, who constructed a uh, custom guitar out of some unusual parts. <laughs> Namely, the body of his new guitar consists of his late uncle's actual ribcage, spine, and pelvis. That's legit. I thought this was a joke. The guitar isn't some stage prop either. It actually works. Watch this video of Mr. Midnight playing a... Blah, 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 blah. Wow. I would imagine that a guitar made out of bone 
sounds awful. Uh, the, the tone on that thing can't be good. I mean, it's it's got to be. Uh, it'll work. You could build a guitar out of a cereal box. I mean, you could. You could build it out of anything. Oh, I need coffee. <coughs> ah, man, yeah, <laughs> voice is doing great today. Mmm. Ah. I think it's just my body saying, "Hey, your coffee level is low. You're running on fumes, there, buddy." Mm. We don't edit out drinky sounds on this podcast. This is real life, kids. You're going to listen to it right along with me. Even though it sounds horrible in the microphone. I don't give a shit. Uh, it might seem strange. Maybe even disrespectful, right? To build an instrument out of ways to be a human being. But he, he calls... <laughs> that's awesome. He calls it the Skelecaster. That is cool. <laughs> a nod to both his uncle's name and the famous Fender Telecaster guitar is actually quite the loving tribute. How? <laughs> That's, uh... <laughs> you're gonna have to convince me of this one, man, because this is freaking me out. Uh, let's see. It looks like uh, Uncle Philip died in a motorcycle accident in 96. He continued the unfortunate rock and roll tradition of dying young. He was only, wow, only 28. He uh, requested for his mortal remains to be donated to a local college. Oh, I see. And uh, uh, for 20 years, his skeleton... Uh, okay, so they, his skeleton was used in a, a human anatomy model. So when the school no longer needed the skeleton, the family's like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? And, um, yeah, the burial, the dealing with all that stuff. Cemetery, you have to pay rent on, getting a casket, all that. Incredibly expensive stuff. And it uh, looks like Uncle Philip was a huge metalhead. So what way to honor him by turning his skeleton into a guitar? Hey, uh, even this guy's family is giving him crap for it. But you know something? <laughs> if this is what the dude would have wanted, who's to say, who's to get butthurt about it, right? I mean, uh, apparently this guy was a huge metalhead. He probably would have loved this. Now... Here's the question that I'm thinking above every, above anything. I want to, with me being a musician, I know this is really nerdy, but I want to know how this thing sounds. He says it sounds awesome, but then again, when you're playing a guitar made out of a skeleton, you're going to say it sounds awesome, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not going to really judge the sound too much. It's just, you know, that's, a, that's just, it's so cool. It's going to override how it sounds. But really, when it really comes down to it in a, in a controlled environment, how is this guitar going to sound? Um, Is there any info on this? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Uh, Midnight's guitar playing friends warned him that a bone guitar probably wouldn't sound particularly good, but he was undeterred. It was the thought that mattered. He contacted a Tampa guitar shop called Dean Guitars, Really? <laughs> you want to get sued? Who initially agreed to the project. However, at some point, the thought of working on human remains started creeping him out, and they ended up declining to do the work. Yeah. It seemed that if he wanted to get things done right, Midnight would have to do it himself. He uh, welded a metal rod to Uncle Philip's spine and attached a neck from an old Telecaster. He added strings, pickup volume knobs, and electronics to his uncle's spinal column. Oh, I couldn't do that, man. <clears throat> Especially, I mean, uh, uh, human remains, uh, that would be difficult enough. That would eke me out on its own. 
But just knowing this dude is my uncle, you gotta, uh, that's some metal shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, my hat goes off to you, guy who made guitar out of his uncle's skeleton. You're way more metal than me, dude. I, I would get skeevy just touching those bones. I don't know. Uh, dead people, and then uh, somebody that you're related to, you're way more metal than me. <laughs> uh, this is from VT. 19-year-old who says Katy Perry kissed him without consent speaks out on the incident. Uh, what? I can't speak. 19-year-old who says Katy Perry kissed him without consent speaks out on the incident on Instagram. What? When did this happen? On a recent episode of American Idol, 19-year-old Benjamin Glaze auditioned and faced the most dreaded nerve-wracking moment. No, not the singing part. What happened? The painfully awkward small talk with the three judges. After mentioning he had never kissed a girl before, Katy Perry invited him to come. I never, I didn't see this. Invited him to come over to the desk and plant a kiss on her cheek. That's sweet. When the aspiring singer went for it, she turned her head at the last minute, tricking him into kissing her on the lips. Ooh. <laughs> That's funny. Stunned, Benjamin stumbled backwards, and a good laugh was had by all. Yeah, okay, now listen to this. It wasn't until afterward, right? In an interview with the New York Times, of all fucking people, Benjamin said he wasn't happy about the kiss because it happened without his consent. Oh, come on. Grow up. I was a tad bit uncomfortable. I wanted to save it for my first relationship. Admirable. But man up, Nancy. It was Katy Perry. <laughs> Jeez. Would I have done it if she said, would you kiss me? No, I would have said no. My ass. I know a lot of guys would be like, heck yeah. But for me, I have, I'm, <laughs> I'm carved out of iron. I was raised in a conservative family, and I was uncomfortable immediately. I wanted my first kiss to be special. It is special. <laughs> you kiss Katy Perry. Come on, man. At the very least, just take one for the team or something, right? You got to plant one on Katy Perry, dude. What did you grow up, kid? <laughs> Damn. I understand. You know, I, I totally get what you're coming, where you're coming from. I get it. I completely understand. But yeah, yeah. I kissed a girl and didn't like it. He kissed a girl and didn't like it. <laughs> He's not complaining about it. <laughs> and he does not think Katy Perry was harassing him sexually. All in all, he had a good experience on the show. Okay, you wiener. <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of him, even though I just totally did. But, you know, just uh, there are some cases, in, ladies and gentlemen, where you just need to take it for the team, right? <laughs> if something happens, this kid needs to learn how to just let things fly. Just let it, let it go. Let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Cruising. Rockin' and rollin'. Skibbity bap bows. Skibbity bay. Looking for articles, kids. And finding nothing. We'll find something, damn it. Even if we have to make something up. Even if we have to sing I Kissed a Girl and Didn't Like It <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> uh, what time are we at? 35? Oh, we're, we're getting there. Uh, let's find some crazy shit before we leave. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, th this is great. This guy should be on TikTok. Why? Because uh, his mental prowess really matches that of most users. Listen to this. Man is back behind bars for carjacking a 16-year-old just 20 minutes after being released from prison. Yes. A man is found... A man... 
<laughs> a man has found himself back behind bars for allegedly carjacking a 16-year-old girl just 20 minutes after he was released from fucking prison. The incident occurred Saturday, February 13th in Spokane, Washington, when the Spokane Police Department received a call at 10.28 p.m. from the Browns, uh, whoa, from the Browns, <laughs> I'm over here swinging my arms for no reason. I should have good mic technique, right? And just sit here uh, and learn how to make my voice entertaining without flame, flailing, flailing my arms like a budgie and punching the microphone. Uh, where was I, damn it? <laughs> Authorities say that the suspect, 31-year-old Marcus Goodman, who was released from prison just 20 minutes before at 10.08 p.m., immediately approached a 16-year-old girl and indicated that he had a gun before demanding their car and driving off. <laughs> Dumbass. This guy just deserves to be in jail. So uh, Spokane police, whoever is in charge of this whole thing, this guy should not be let out, ever. <laughs> he is not one of us, okay? <laughs> uh, oh, did you guys hear about this? Uh, Nicki Minaj's father was killed in a hit-and-run incident. I only saw this because it actually just appeared as a pop-up on a VT. Nicki Minaj's father killed in a hit-and-run. Father of rapper Nicki Minaj has died. Minaj? I just said Minaj. We're going to call her Nicki Minards. Has died after being struck by a hit-and-run driver near New York City. Robert Mirage, 64, was walking on a road on Long Island, 6.15 p.m. on Friday when he was hit. Unfortunate. Um, police spokesman confirmed that it is indeed Nicki Minaj's father. That sucks. Miss Minaj. Even though I, uh, yeah, this has nothing to do with your, you know, music or anything like that. Uh, father died in a horrible way. That's, that's awful. And then I'm seeing assholes on Twitter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to, like the TikTok chick, I'm not going to give them the attention just any further. No, they're just not going to do it. It's, uh, it, it's it's still a tragic thing. Somebody's dad got hit by a fucking car. You guys need to chill. Like the whole Rush Limbaugh thing, right? A human being died. Can't you guys at least wait a little while to start spewing the venom? To, you know, to start spouting off and doing hatred? Plus, you know, no matter what, okay? No matter what, praising the death of a human being is uncool. You could be a smart ass and be like, oh, you know, do the King of England thing. Nothing important happened today. That's fine. Now let that go. But praising the death of a, of a human being, it's unbecoming and it's stupid. Whether you like the guy or not, don't you have better shit to do than hop on Twitter and celebrate the death of Rush Limbaugh? I mean, really? A dude died, man. Just fucking chill. <laughs> I, um, I have a lot of Native American heritage. I avoid politics like the plague. Why? Because I believe America lost its soul when my ancestors were forcibly marched out of their homes. That's when America lost its fucking soul. That's why I don't care about politics. You got to remember, this was my family this fucking happened to. Okay? So forgive me for not liking politics or not following any of this crap or thinking that um, anything my government says is fucking true. But uh, a, a dude died, man. I mean, can't, can't you just wait a little while to start being an asshole all over social media? Uh, Stephen King, I should have a, <laughs> I should have a section on uh, 
no disclosure, called Stephen King's Tweets. I love reading the stuff he types, man. He's <laughs> Stephen King is awesome. But uh, I saw something interesting that Stephen King posted on February 14th. Um, he's, uh, he posted, continuing my effort to see a movie from each year, 1961 to 2021. And uh, he's on, uh, as of that post, he's on 1974. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Challenge accepted, Mr. King, but I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to watch a movie made in the every made every year since the year I was born. So I'm going to start <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys my age here. I'm going to start at 1983 and then I'm going to watch a film that was made, you know, every year. You know, you know what I mean? A movie from 83, a movie from 84. I went on a random, you know, movie website, you know, just uh, pulled up, you know, random movie generator. And then I was going to stop at whatever Blu-ray or DVD I had because, you know, if you have to watch it online, that's cheating. All right? It's got to be a physical movie because my poor DVDs and Blu-rays back there, they're just up there all sad and lonely collecting dust. I got to find some way to use them, right? So I said, okay, Mr. King, challenge accepted. So I guess the... um, what the uh, random movie generator, plus, you know, what I actually have in stock here at home, has decided is going to be Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, <laughs> which I haven't watched in a long time, so I'm excited about that. Uh, let's do one more. And uh, MTV, believe it or not, is not only still around, <laughs> but in the news. Really? <laughs> Hopefully it's... Uh, the death of MTV. It seems MTV has come quite a long way from its days as a hip television station defined by music that it was actually worth a shit, right? Now it's a, I can't even explain what MTV is now. But apparently, there's something really weird is going on with uh, MTV right now. They've uh, entered into yet a new era in its latest attempt to cater to America's youth, I guess. In, you know, their completely out-of-touch bullshit way. by uh, This is true. Look at this. By playing Rob Deirdrick's ridiculousness on a nearly endless loop. I'm seeing a uh, spreadsheet of MTV's schedule, and it's just ridiculousness. That's almost, almost the entire run. That's bizarre. While this programming oddity first came to last night... L- l- that, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself here. While this programming oddity first came to light last week, uh, one of the employees who works at MTV posted a picture roasting the network's highly cursed schedule, garnering more than 300,000 likes. Quote, I don't give a shit how many likes it got. Ugh, the news. MTV's obsession is airing ridiculousness at all hours of the day has apparently been occurring for some time, likely stemming from around the start of the pandemic. What the hell is their reasoning for this? It's MTV, so God knows. They're the Sega of television. We went from people coming uh, one or two times a week to nearly six times a week to watch Ridiculousness. Perfect. Great. So in typical MTV fashion, they see a trend that's, um, you know, just happening uh, temporarily, you know, because of the COVID thing, or the slightest bump in their ratings. I'm talking like a pimple in their ratings. So these, you know, the idiots at MTV are saying, oh, my God, we need to ride this wave because we saw how well it worked out for them in the past, right? Turning them from an empire into a guy selling, uh, you know, playing the harmonica on the side of the road, hoping people throw nickels in his hat. 
And so they're playing ridiculousness almost all day on a nearly endless loop because MTV seems to think that Rob Diedrich, another guy who was tragically born without a personality, trying his absolute best to do his best uh, Daniel Tosh impersonation and failing at it, is what the youth and what their demographic, if you even want to say MTV as a demographic anymore, is uh, you know, wanting to see during the pandemic. Bizarre. MTV, when the hell are you guys going to get your shit together? This is not... Uh, somebody over there needs help. <laughs> Does your company as a whole need therapy? And this is really weird. This is not the smartest way to get yourself back on the map, guys. I mean, at least we're not watching endless loops of 16 and pregnant. Or catfish, right? <laughs> Let's face it. At this point, almost any of those options sound significantly more enticing than watching Deirdre enact his best Daniel Toss impersonation on a seemingly endless loop. <laughs> so Viacom CBS executives, if you're reading this, the people have spoken. We want our MTV. Or, well, some semblance of what MTV was. Not four days of nonstop ridiculousness. That is going to lead to mass... <laughs> To mass insanity. <laughs> That's going to make the pandemic worse. Uh, like I said, at least it's not 16 and pregnant. So uh, we're going to go <laughs> with that. <laughs> Leaving with MTV. Yeah, what a fall from grace that was, wasn't it? MTV was a, it was the voice, a, a generation was named after MTV. Mine, actually. We were called the MTV generation. That's how big it was. MTV ruled the world. And now... Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> it was just perfect when I said the Sega of television. That's all I need to say to get to, to explain it to you, TikTok and youngins. Okay. <laughs> this is coming from this old guy here. So that's it for this week. And remember to go on asylumate17.com for all things me and no disclosure related. If you wish to support the show, smash that little support button or head to patreon.com slash asylumate17 altogether. Patreon.com slash Asylum817, where you can get everything from outtakes, entire bonus episodes, and early access to shows before I, I uh, unleash them onto the world. Yes, early access. Ah. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to my patrons, Aaron and Amanda Kunkel of the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Michelle Rush, Donald Haynes. You guys keep this thing going. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. What's good to kill a cat with? Oh, he's so foofy. Never mind. I'm gonna give him kisses. Did you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, business, business. Confiscated evidence. No 